0: And welcome back to the Infinite Talks podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in this present moment. America Steele here with a beautiful, beautiful guest from New York City. We have Mr. Khalif Wins. What's up, brother?
1: What up, though? You're <laughs> how's <Yeah>. everybody doing?
0: <laughs> Man, Khalif, where where exactly in New York are you from?
1: I'm originally from Brooklyn, you know, but you because could. of my activities in Brooklyn as a youth, my mother <laughs> shipped me to Staten Island. So, like, You're literally, yeah, 24 years in Brooklyn, and then I moved to Staten Island. You know what it's I mean? Shallon. But, yeah, pre, pre, you know, I moved from pre-gentrification, Brooklyn, there was a difference. Brooklyn oh, yeah. right now is it's the all... Brooklyn I wish it was when I was a child. When I, was, <laughs> I wish there was no the huge amount of drama when i was a kid every time i visit brooklyn now i'm like are you serious you wait till i leave for you to start getting all nice the streets is clean i ain't got to duck shots every five minutes i go to the duck bodega down. and nobody's getting punched upside the head and now it's nice i leave so yeah i'm originally from brooklyn mad i'm oh not there God. but living in brooklyn is asking to say hey arm and a leg monthly rent is atrocious i'm like bro you tripping yeah
0: Oh my God, man, we're all starting on a good foot right now, bro. Like, oh man, like, this is why I wanted to bring you on because your personality is amazing. You have a morning show, it's called the Morning Motivation Show, right? On TikTok and on YouTube. And I know you talked about a little bit about the whole controversy between, uh, I think, TikTok taking down your lives. And like, so that's why you're trying to like push to other platforms. But when I saw it on TikTok, bro, a a few, a couple of weeks ago, I never really listened to lives in the morning, but that day, bro, something about your voice and your your uh, delivery of the message you were talking about, you were talking about negative people around you, how you can sense it. You're like, get rid of those negative people. And then people were like chiming in like, yeah, get rid of those people, you know? And then I was like, and then uh, the way you were talking on the microphone, you had the echoes and you had the reverb and you had... I don't know if you had music in the background, but I could, I, in my mind, I was like, there's a beat in the background. I was like, yeah,
1: Somewhere. It's the, yeah, I, I've been a, like most again, I'm fulfilling a total New York stereotype. Yes, I grew up rapping. Yes, I grew up making beats. Yes, I make beats. I know everybody thinks everybody from New York does it. I fulfill that stereotype. So, yes, continue. Yes, <laughs> That's, those are all my old beats in the background.
0: So I, I could tell that you were bringing a lot of that energy into your live man, and into your show. And it was Actually, I was motivated in the morning with your show. So I was like, no brainer. I'm going to reach out to the homie and I'll be like, do you want to be in the show? It took me a little bit of, uh, you know, coordination, but we, we got it done, bro. And I, I see that you're a motivated person. You want to get things done. And the way you talk on, on your lives and the way you do your videos, you're very like, let's go, man. There's no time to waste. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like that energy. So I was like, they wanted to bring you on. And as soon as I start, we started talking, bro, we started vibing real quick. And uh, man, Brooklyn in the house, Staten Island, Shalin, you, know? you know,
1: you know, the vibes, Texas in the house. And I got to go to Texas because I got family out there and I got to stop capping. I tell all my friends in New York, <laughs> you can't say nothing about the South or the Southwest because all of our, you know, abuelos, abuelas, everybody come <laughs> from the South. And if they don't come from the South, they migrated from either the Caribbean or another country started in the South and went up North. I was like, so nobody can say nobody from the North. Can say nothing about the South because everybody got their theos in the South or the Southwest 100%. if you live in the North. That's a fact. But I got to yeah. visit Texas. I keep on seeing videos. Of, as soon as I found out I had family in Texas, which was last summer. Longer story, another day. But
0: No, no, tell it, tell it, tell it, tell
1: it. All right, I'll tell it right after this. Yeah. But let's get to y'all brisket. Like literally, I saw, I a look at Texas barbecue, Texas barbecue. Oh. And in New York, I grew up on Jamaican food, Trinidadian food, Oof. like, you know what I'm saying, Trinidadian food, like, Guyanese food, so it was a total mind shift when I took my first trip to uh, Arizona to meet my father's side of the family for the first time ever. They did not know the the younger people didn't know I existed. The older people thought I died and thought they haven't <laughs> seen me since I was a child. So that was my first experience in the West Coast in Arizona, and it was the best experience ever. I was like, so. Everybody's just chilling and the weather's warm all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, but it's like, no, it's not warm. It's 115 degrees. I was like, man, you are gonna burn my light skin butt to a crisp. What's going on out here? Like, then I felt that heat in Arizona, and I'm like, brother, yo, I'm like, yo, bring me inside. Like, bring me inside. But I want to go to Texas. Um, I want to just check things out, man. Cause you know what it is when we live in the same state
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: live in the same atmosphere. And we're around the same things. I think about all my friends. Again, the reason I created the Morning Motivation Show, and this ties into what I'm saying right now. I understand. As the most recently, you know, I just went to like another wake, another person in my generation, because I'm proudly in my 40s. You know what I'm saying? Me too. Shoot it up.
0: Shoot 44. it up for everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the
1: vibes, you know. And yes, the sir. reason I created the Morning Motivation Show, I went to my homeboy's brother's funeral, and I knew them since I was kids. And I was hearing people talk in the lobby, you know. And I was like, dad, people's just here to make appearances. And I told his brother, I said, look at this. I said, how many people your brother like in this lobby and they just visiting to make appearances. And then, you know, you hear the words as somebody's waking and you're like, yo, am I living? And if I'm living, why am I having all my life experiences in one place? And for the past couple of years, it was funeral, funeral, wake, wake. And most of the people I went to the wake to, they spent most of their life in one part of the world. And that's why when I discovered my side of the family, I'm like, no, stop bottling your experiences because of fear. No, experience something. When I tell you, I never had chorizo until I went to this Mexican, like, <laughs> they called it. They said, yo, go to the hole in the wall. They said, we got different exactly. hole in, the in New York. I went out there, I had somebody. He's like, yo, my mom will take care of you. Your mom's is back there? I had chorizo, steak, and eggs. I started off my morning. In the west coast with a modelo negro oh lord with chorizo steak and eggs and i was like how does go together i'm used to like bacon egg and cheese in new york and like again these are the experiences and that's what led me to create the show because i was like oh you're older tiktok is forward i'm like nah if i feel a burden i'm gonna go post it and then on the flip side for those who don't know i've been a social media strategist for like 16 years so My primary vocation after I graduated from my historically um, black college, you know, big shout out to Wilberforce University. There you go. And um, when I came out from my school, I was set to go to law school because I wanted to be a lawyer. Then I interned in Chicago and I was like, I don't want to do this every day. You you ever had a career field? like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this since you were a kid. And then when you intern in the field, you're like, oh, this is what y'all do every day. Oh, I'm good. (laughs) I'm
0: good. (laughs) Like I'm out. Yeah, so so
1: for 16 years, (laughs) I've helped with, I, I've been a vocational trainer and created social media curriculum for nonprofits and social service organizations nice. to help people that came out of prison get the skill set. I was initially hired to help people find a job, you know, do your exactly. resume, do your cover letter. But what I kept on telling these programs and I just like, you know, I, can't, I couldn't take the closed-mindedness of the programs because they didn't want to br- embrace social media. But the thing I was telling a lot of these program directors, which and still to this day, up until I quit my job eight months ago and I said, I'm not working for anybody else anymore. I told them you're not embracing social media when it's an actual skill set or career, especially for people who've been incarcerated. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially if it's for people. And Pardon me. If I look like I'm looking sideways, I'm looking at you on my laptop and my camera's right here. So pardon me. I'm I, 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 I'm le- I'm learning all this, all bro, right? <laughs> Wait,
0: we're, we're I'm 44, bro. I'm with you right now, bro. All right, you get it, so right. All right so, I get it.
1: <laughs> so the, these nonprofit directors, imagine talking to a regional director, a uh, directing a the supervisor. They're like, no. Get them a cleaning job, you know, custodial. I'm like, they've been in prison for 10 years. They need Google certification. So I would create social media curriculums for people that did long bigs or gang members who were like on their third strike. And I've taught them for 16 years. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do what this job says. I'll teach you how to write a resume. I'll teach you how to write a cover letter. But here's how you create your Instagram business. Here's how you create a content strategy. Here's how you can make legal money. And in, in all these jobs I worked at, I was just vocational training, social media strategist. And then the nonprofits would be like, "Yeah, we need our social media page. We'll put you on a committee." And then I would do this social media infrastructure, and they wouldn't know what to do with it. But then they want to reach people for recruitment. So I'm saying all that to say, eight months ago, and again, I'm not trying to be morbid, guys. This is why I do the morning motivation show. because I'm bending. <laughs> morning to motivation. Morning motivation show, and I, and, and and I created the morning motivation show because one another uh, another primary reason. I lost a friend, a sorority sister by the name of uh, Jasmine. She got unfortunately, you know, murdered by like her brother-in-law. Oh, and man. I was going through her Facebook messages. She was like, you need to talk your voice and all this. You need wow. to just go for it. So somebody who whose life was snatched from me, I was going through my Microsoft Messenger. Not Microsoft, I'm tripping. Facebook the Messenger Facebook, messages Facebook. from like all uh-huh. the way back to 2012. Wow. And she was telling me to do this. But again, we front on ourselves, we all Uh do it. Oh, I ain't got the perfect camera. Oh, look at how I look. I don't look like what I think a traditional person on TikTok looks like on YouTube. Oh, how can I be a content creator? And then she would tell me, she's like, bro, you do the same thing at these nonprofit organizations that help somebody come out. Why don't you just do it for yourself? And then I was crying, just picture this. You lost your friend, you go to work, you find out right before you go to work, you tell your staff and then the people that you spend most of your time with are the people that you go to work. People don't understand. We spend most of our time. If you have a nine to five, you spend most of your life at a nine to five. True story.
0: We spend a lot
1: of times more than we do with our families. Real talk. Exactly. So it's not only the eight hours a day at a job. It's the hour commuter or whatever time I can going, time I can be coming back. So when those hours calculate, I went it's... to work. Just imagine this. I'm crying. See, I'm a big guy. It looks weird for me to cry. I'm 6'6", well, we 280 pounds. I went to the office. I was like, I was bust out crying supervisor didn't care
0: no way somebody
1: pulled me to the side they had you know fake sympathy yeah yeah i don't know what you're gonna do just take a minute but yeah we gotta go you gotta go do this work and i just walked out of there i quit my job
0: that's good man and
1: i was like and and i said you know what there's a lot of people on the internet dealing with suicidal tendencies a lot of people on the internet going to their cell phone because they need something positive, but not fake positive. Cause a lot of positive I saw on the internet was like, Hey guys, guess what? You want to know how to make a million dollars? You just do this. Hey, my name is blah, 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 blah blah. buy my $200 fake, course, And I would see that all the time. And I was like, where are the people that are being vulnerable? Where are the people that are telling other people I don't have my ish together? Where are the people that are saying, here's what I'm going through. This is what, this is, this is encourage you. You're not alone. Because I feel that burden. And that's why I created the Modern Motivation show. I'm like, listen, I ain't got my stuff together. But listen, we can all do it. But listen, let's have fun. But listen, here's some facts. Here's here's something I can put out into the stratosphere that is not looking manufactured. Again, think about it. I'm a content strategist for 16 years. I know content strategy. But that goes out the window when you have a gut feeling and then a lot of women says, wow, you created a space space for women. I was like, what are you talking about? They said there's a lot of male chauvinism happening on TikTok and a lot of these platforms where a lot of people's voices are pushed down. And I was like, nah, you tripping. And then I was in some lives and something happened to me where I had an old co-host that I knew since he was a kid and a woman came out and space was crying on the live on video as I pulled her up talking about how she was and I'm just going to use my words carefully because we know these platforms. She was assaulted essayed. Yeah, and she's crying, pouring out of her heart, and somebody's in a video camera, acting like it's a joke and trying to bring attention to them. And then I pulled back and I said, "No, if this is some way I turn to a ghetto version of Oprah, somehow, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm not gonna have somebody come and try to mess up something because a lot of people are hurting worldwide. And what do we all do? We wake up, pick up our phone, 100, percent go on the way yep. to work, we pick up our phone. We're at work, like I used to we be pick in the bathroom. The phone. We pick up the phone. On the way to bed, we pick up a phone. But think about the millions of people who are dealing with so much stress. They want to pick up the phone and have a relief and not let it be fake. Not, hey, guys, you'll be better because I'm better. No, I'll be on the morning to make sure, listen, my wife has a high-risk pregnancy. I don't know if she's going to make it. But guess what? Let's keep each other encouraged. I got to boost myself up in the morning because if I sit in these thoughts, I'm going to end up like not functioning today. Like stuff like that, but sorry, I got into it. You know what bro,
0: I'm for you? Just keep on going, bro. Like everything you said was on point. I relate to a lot of things you're saying, bro. Um, we've been talking about these issues, and I say we because I used to be on a different podcast, and it's still they're still my homies, but we kind of like mm-hmm. it faded away. But we would always talk about these issues about like, hey, man, we're going through um, like a whole society of of people who are not finding. A relief, like you said, right? They're not finding that relief because, like you said, there's a lot of those actors, and they're saying what you want to hear, but they're th- thinking about the money. They're thinking about the cheddar. They're like, "What can I sell these people?" And you can tell, bro. Like when you on your on your uh, morning motivation show, like you're spitting game. You're being like very transparent. You're uh, you're you're showing a lot of uh traits of. Somebody who was there with you, like talking to you, not just like talking at you, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you hear that frequency and I talk about frequency a lot, because if you can see in the background, the E right there is the frequency of love. And I think Mm -hmm. love is one of the main frequencies that can help a lot of people all over the world, you know? And I feel like when you have that frequency in you and you're like, like the way you speak the truth, the way you speak, and you're trying to like help somebody out and just shoot out great ideas. You're you're coming out of love, man. Like, it's coming out of love, Vera. and then you're not even thinking about like the monetary gains and all stuff. I mean it's part of it, but you're not. Your motivation is like sharing that positive frequency with that person at that moment, and you have that gift, bro. So your your friend that passed away, rest in peace. She knew that you had that talent within you, and you probably 11. <laughs> 2011, bro. And, I, and I'm gonna connect the dots right here, bro, because. Today, um one of my homies passed away a, a couple wow. of years ago and I think it was 2020, right before the COVID lockdowns and all that crap. He died, and um one of his one of his friends that I don't know, um, reached out to me. He's like, Hey man, I know you recorded an episode with my friend in 2019. He passed away, so I want to hear his voice. Can mm. you find that episode for me? And I was like, bro, let me, let me, let me do my research and try to look for it. Because actually, what the funny thing about it that when he asked me that, I had already trying, had already been trying to look for that episode. Is it was a in 2019, so it was like going through all the episodes and I couldn't find it, bro. So I asked my co-host from back in the day, He's like, hey, Oscar, where's this, where's this episode, bro? He's like, he like took, ten minutes later, like, here it is, bro. Check it out. Mm -hmm. So I shared it with a homie, which I don't know yet. I I, I met him through a mutual friend of of ours. And man, he he listened to the episode. I listened to the episode today. That episode was was recorded in 2019, March 10th. It's going to be March 10th tomorrow, bro. What a coincidence of me finding that episode a day before we recorded that year, four years ago.
1: Can I say something real quick? Number ahead, one, bro. my condolences. Yeah. Um, number two, I have been on a mission. Again, it's a burden. Mm-hmm. And like I tell my wife all the time, I tell my friends, I'm the type of person, if I don't feel like doing something, I'm not going to do it. But if I'm burdened to do something, I'm burdened to do it. Let, speaking about your friend. Yeah, I have had this burden and I've been telling all content creators and I'm telling everybody that watches your platform, even your content creator friends. Here's my message to everybody. I've been saying I've been saying to my mother and everybody because people are missing the power of what we do. And that is the reason I told my mother like two months ago, I said, I need to record some stuff for you. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm about to have a son and God forbid if something happens to you, your, 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 your health is not the best. I want my unborn son who have memories of access for you. She's like, it's not that serious. And I'm like, it is. I said, because I met my father twice after he abandoned us, but I wish I would have had a reference point of seeing him in his youth. And that's why I create content. I create content and I want all content creators to just peep my mindset, create content to create a digital time capsule of memories that your children can enjoy forever. Let's think about this for a second. Look at what he just said. That's the burden I feel. Yes, I'm going to post some more on Motivation Show because guess what? In 2063, when my daughter is somebody's grandma or oh, she says, look at your great-great-grandfather. L- look at his mannerisms, energy, personality. Hey, that's where you get this from. As content creators, we have the power of documentation or as... You know, I'm half Puerto Rican, half black. So, as the Spanish side, oral historians, Mm -hmm. whether it's Aztec Spanish or Taino Spanish, I'm half black. The black side is African oral history. As content creators, please take your content seriously because it would outlast us. And that right there is proof positive. And that's the type of time I'm on because there is an overabundance, say this ghetto thing in the most articulate way. There is (laughs) such an overabundance of cap. Translation, people purporting a personality opposite who they are online, because the internet is non-accountability zone. Mm -hmm. And there's also people who need somebody that they can understand to touch them. If you're funny, you're healing somebody. If you're talking real talk, you're healing somebody. But stop riding everybody's content wave and understand that your wave will outlast you. And it's for your kids, 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 kids to watch. That is the example. So if anything, if y'all forget everything I say in the show, remember, content creators, YouTubers, TikToks, whatever, when these platforms go away, you have the memories digitally stored for your children. Last point I'll say on that, do your thing. I can't tell anybody to do the content, but remember, our kids, kids, kids is watching. Don't make yourself look crazy. I can't tell y'all adults with the dude that's watching the show, but at least I know that, motivation show 30 years from now she can show her kids this your grandfather and i'm not gonna look stupid i like to look foolish through my mistakes uh, you know because i'm a trial and error king but have something representative for every content creator's family have something this is our time capsule this show here is our time capsule and then here's the thing you never know where he's gonna be Mm -hmm. we never know where we're gonna be in five years and we need times like this to encourage because real real quick I do social media conversations and one of the people I spoke to this week they said oh what do I post how do I post this I'm like "Uh -uh 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 uh-uh-uh-uh-uh what burns you up in the morning with purpose and you can't stop thinking about it is it hair videos and second what burns you and what's the burden you feel and how can I help somebody because when you help somebody the bag is going to come anyway slow bag or no bag The bag's going to come anyway, Mm -hmm. but your content, the memories that we create, if you take your mindset, you know, like I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to have my show. But when you lock into the fact that, yo, I am storing up a library of memories that my kids can look at and respect me and be like, that's my daddy. I'm sorry to interject, but that is, that is what I've been telling every content creator.
0: No, man, you don't have to apologize, bro. You are on point, man. Like you are motivating, bro. I mean, you're making a lot of points, bro, and it's it's beautiful that we're able to share this uh, energy right now because we're thinking alike. I, I'm thinking about that, too. Like, in the long term, my kids can go into my library, listen to all my podcasts from 2018 to now, be like, damn, my dad was on some shit. You know, like, he actually knew what yeah. the hell was going on because now they can actually because you know how it is, bro. Your, your abuelita will tell you something, and you're like, nah, whatever. Yeah. And, then you're, and then you're older, like, oh, shit, that made a lot of sense. But for a while, you were like, you thought you knew it all, you know? And uh, I think I, for my kids, I like, I like to leave, lead by example. And I know that later on in life, they'll be able to chime in and listen to these uh, episodes and be like, damn, like he was actually telling me stuff that he was he knowledgeable about. And, you know, now I can use it into wherever they're at, you know, whatever frequency they're at at that point. But yeah, man, that's, a, that's actually a good point. And my brother had mentioned that a long time ago because my brother's a videographer and he makes a lot of movies. And documentaries and like he makes uh like every video for the family like birthday parties and stuff like that and he's like my mom taught us that like when she when we were younger she always had a camera and a and a a camera for video and a camera for pictures and she taught us that bro she brought that down that that download and we're always we've like all my brothers and i were like we want to record everything Mm -hmm. since before the cameras existed in phones and stuff like that so
1: no, think about that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, my grandfather, my abuelo, he was the only male in my life because I didn't have a father. I only have one cassette tape with his voice on it. And that regret of never having more footage motivates me to create footage for my daughter and future son. It's kind of like to think about how many people that we wish we can hear that chuckle. We wish we can hear that corny jokes. We wish they can hear them cutting up on us. Like I asked my homegirl and I'm not going to say her name. She's a content creator. Her brother is a, a, a real important dude in music and dance and, and particularly uh, in, in LGBTQ communities. Mm-hmm. And I said, yo, I would love to just like post this stuff because um I learned something in college. Correct me all the academics if you're wrong. This is freshman year 2000. I'm old, whatever. And they were talking about <laughs> African. Uh, it was an African religion and philosophy class when they talked about personal immortality. And it said that certain African cultures, the way that they keep their ancestors' names alive is they talk about them and their spirits to come around and be around their kids. And the more they, they talk, the more the spirit of the elders is around them. So I'm like, we got cameras. I want my daughter. Think about it. When we're not here, at least our kids can be like, Yo, I'm struggling. I'm going through something. And they can see that you were struggling with the same thing. And we can answer questions generations beyond us. Think about that. When we're gone and our children have a particular degree of confusion, they can run your episodes. They can run your content. They can run this. And that's why I tell people, when you cap translation, when you act like somebody who you're not for these internet streets, Mm -hmm. you look crazy in front of your kids. Not because of the opinions of people. We're talking about the opinions of our kids. You can fake (laughs) for everybody else, but if your kid's looking at you like you played yourself, That's why you shouldn't cap. Second reason you shouldn't cap, when the businesses come in, pardon me, I'm putting on my business hat. everything, (laughs) when you help people, you're going to attract. Positive energy attract positive opportunities. If you don't think that's true, to the doubters, I'll tell you this. If you're a hater, you're going to attract haters. So if that Um, universal law is appropriate, then the universal law of I'm helping somebody. And when you have a passion and you help somebody put it together, you're going to attract brand partnerships. And within each brand partnerships, there's a vetting process. What is this person's content look like back in the days? That's why I'm very sanitized about who I speak with, who I talk to, who this, because I'm not... Trying to have somebody in one show mess up opportunities for brand partnerships down the line because of some rhetoric that they posted on the show and people think I co signed. But when it comes yeah. to our children, when the internet is off, capping makes you look crazy in front of your kids because every kid goes to school, every kid is on TikTok, every kid, and somebody's like, Did you see your dad? Did you see him acting the plum fool? Look at your mom. Why is she trying to be 16 and she's 47? <laughs> the kids got to deal with that hundred <laughs> no, yeah, percent. That's but... very
0: true, man. But yeah, dude, I, um, that's one of the things that drives me, man, is I want to make sure that the message is out there, the frequency is out there, that I'm able to share these talks, these experiences, and, like, this technology, bro, has facilitated all of this, right? And a couple of years ago when it was fairly new to record online and, like, meet with people, I, I was kind of, like, eh, hesitant to reach out to folks, you know? But this year, twenty twenty three, I was like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna ride this wave because I love doing podcasts. I love talking to people, you know, and I love talking to people that have the same mindset or within the same mind frame of of sharing information or sharing thoughts, especially positive ones, right? Or using a negative experience, but as in a giving that positive light to it, right? Because nobody nobody lives at a hundred percent positive life,
1: but at all. Even before it, my more motivation shows, I'd be feeling like cold rap <laughs> half the time. But go ahead, sorry.
0: No, no, I was just gonna say that like if we all had like a hundred percent positive life, then we had nothing to talk about, right? We all go through all our struggles and we all go through our stuff. It's just how are you able to put yourself in that situation and be like, all right, what am I learning from this? Mm-hmm. Is this the cycle that I've been going through? Is there something I can get out of this to get out of that situation? And then once you start putting two and two together, you're like, oh, okay. Now I can see my track record. I've been doing the same mistake over and over again. And that's why I'm in the same situation. It's time to switch it up. It's time to do something different. And And I can learn from
1: that. Yeah. See, see, when I hear you say that, it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. And that's why I'm telling everybody, I got this campaign going on. Show your imperfections. They'll create your direction. Because when you talk about your struggles, I'm not saying anybody share your business like, yeah, I'm going through all this. Yo, yeah, yeah, here's all my business. But I'm saying when you talk about your struggles, your imperfection will create the direction for you to... to I'm trying to... It sounds fancy what I'm saying because I've am i done like radio and college and stuff like that. Oh, and man? again, yeah, but... That's a funny story, but that's I get to well, that. But the thing is, oh, that happened. Yeah, we'll talk mistake. about that right now. But I happen, I'll get right there. That happened by mistake. Pretty girl, guys, you know how it is. You follow a pretty girl into a department, find out it's a communications department. You're trying to flirt <laughs> the crap out of her. And then they said, You think you're all that? This is not your major. You're a psychology major. I said, I bet you I can do a ha- hour radio station and do it correctly. And then they put me on a microphone and I did it. And right on, like, the spot, oh my, on the right spot. Right on the spot. I grew up DJing.
0: So, so it was in your blood already.
1: Yeah, and listen, my mother used to do house parties with the special aroma in there, If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, like so, I was always growing around a party atmosphere, and because I grew up in violent environments, the two, th- well, the three things that helped keep the violence at bay, so nobody the body doesn't get beat up in my mother's apartment, was music, Mary Jane, you know the vibes. Yeah. And, and, and food, and uh,
0: Puerto Rican food, or or every, everything. Food?
1: Everything. It's Puerto Rican and, 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 and um, whatchamacallit, and West Indian food. West and, Indian. of course, the classic New York, four chicken wings and fried rice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and egg roll. But food, Yum. pretty people, music, the energy yeah. kills all beef. That's how I learned how to DJ. And so I went there, did radio for about a year, and I said, I'm good. I've been there, done that. But, again, the, those are the gifts that we push to the side. And then we doubt ourselves. We doubt ourselves. Yeah. And I have my friends like Jasmine, you got to do this. You have a voice, but you hear the compliments and you're like, okay, I hear you sis. But then when people are snatched from your life, you are be like, yo, how am I going to use these gifts? I hate the job I work at. I don't think this is my purpose in life. i am like, you know what? I'm going to do full-time content creation. I'm going to see our goals because I'm a firm believer. I can't sit on an idea because if I don't do it, then I'm going to be miserable. And I, oh, I remember in Puerto Rico, my grandmother would bring me around her friends who were in hospice. Like, you know, you have abuelas that were busy, their friends that they're in hospice mm-hmm. beds. And I, when I was like six years old, eight years old, I would see old people reach over and say, don't waste your life. Don't care about what you feel. But like you said earlier, when old folks say something, ah, whatever, I don't know what you're talking about. But I would look into the eyes of people on their last hospice breath. And they would say, live your life, do what you love. And they all said the same thing do what you love, don't care what people say, really live your life to the fullest because you don't know how long you got. Wow. They used to say that to me all the time on their deathbed, death, I always see that. So my motivation only comes from seeing so many people pass away, seeing so much horrible situation. And because I don't want to be stressed out or it to trigger my depression, I have to take that negative energy and put it to a conduit to be like, here's my imperfections. We all go through this. We ain't perfect. Look, you ain't alone. Look, I don't know everything. Look, I got a ghetto camera. Look, I got my background (laughs) messed up, my bed messed up and all this stuff. But look, I'm trying because I would rather fail trying to say, you know what, at least I tried versus Having friends that I go to their funerals and they have full albums in their desktop and they rap better than everybody in the radio, but they were too scared to try. Just imagine that. Because again, I grew up DJing, producing, made a lot of beats and music in New York, but I kept on deaths of people with their dreams, the visions in their laptop, in their desktop. They died. They never put it out because they were scared about the details. So that is literally the reason that forced me to content. It's like God was showing me signs like, Life is too short, bro. Use your gift. If you speak well, try. And I have a, you're not allowed to curse you. I don't want to disrespect your platform, correct?
0: Uh, I mean, I no, that's a t- dub.
1: That, that's a dub. I, I say bad
0: it. words every now and then. So don't worry about I, it. I,
1: the, the way that YouTube and these apps are doing, they'll take one word and they say, oh my God, you said the worst. I'll just say this. You have to, I have to flick on my F it button. Okay. Because our gift, I tell people all the time, my gift, everybody that has a gift, it's for rent. Meaning that we're giving gifts. We, we're born, then we out. In the middle, these gifts we have is for rent. And that's the burden I feel. If I speak well, cool. How can I help somebody doing what I like to do? Great. If I know how to make beats, cool. How can I add to this and use it as a brand campaign and use it? If I have this, cool. But they're for rent. Because when we get old and we're on our deathbed, we I didn't want to see the regret that I saw as a kid in other people's eyes.
0: So you, you, you made a big impact to be around that uh, scenario when you're a baby, like a young kid. And it had a lasting impression because you, your grandma knew what she was doing and probably indirectly like, hey, listen to these people. You know, like, and like, it's like you said, like, at that age, you're like, eh, whatever. But in your subconscious, it's being recorded already. You're like, I can, days, bro, I can these, still see their yeah. faces. I can still
1: see their faces. It does matter being a kid and you didn't care what they said, but you saw the regret stares. The regret stares stay with me. Think about it, the stare from a person who can't move their body, mm. barely talk, and they're looking at you with tears, saying, live their life the best of their ability, saying it, old people who had strokes. And again, I'm not being morbid. I have to take the harsh realities of what I've experienced it and push it somewhere. Stress is like, stress and anxiety, like I did on um, my morning Motivation show on, on YouTube Live. I did it last Wednesday, and I talked yeah. about the episode, It's Okay to Take the Day Avoiding Burnout. Because I needed to learn about burnout the night before when my wife went to the hospital, literally that Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And they told her that, yo, it can go left and it can be horrible. And I was like, oh my God, it was stressed and it was a trigger. And it was like, the stress is on my chest. I was like, yo, I need to look up to see if I'm burnt out. And in that journey, looking it up, I was like, oh snap, I didn't know that. Somebody needs to know that. That became a show. Not because it's a cool catchphrase. What I went through became something. Yes, I have the ability design content. I can design something for something so somebody and I can create a whole bunch of things. But that's the thing. If I'm not, if you're not passionate about something and you don't have the urgency to help somebody out of something that you're currently dealing with, then what are you doing for? Attention is vapor. That's, that's what I tell people. Attention trying to get likes, views. You can have a million likes, great. A million followers. I tell all my friends, why is that the goal? Because when you have a million ears listening to you, what you gonna do with it? What you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Like, yep, and then who are you going to help? Who are you going to help? And if I start off with 10 followers not following me, all 10 people saying, I feel the same thing. How can we help each other figure it out? I would rather put 10 heads together to figure out how I can deal with stuff because I'm going through stuff. When my passion connects with my purpose and I wanna when you want to help somebody, you ain't never going to lose. And that's why Khalif wins. That's literally the birth of my name. I win because I'm not going to give up. I win because I see so many people die in my life and I have to try to put on my effort button. I win when I lose because losing is data. To me, losing is data. Funny story, true story. brother. When I was a kid, I grew up bro. around Rastafarians of West Indians. Hey, Khalif, and was- Khalif, yeah. give
0: me one second. It's going to cut off like.